0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russ, and what a great Saturday it has been so far. I got to... Uh, I've been sleeping... Um, I let my body do what my body wants to do. You know what I mean? Like, some summer, I've noticed, spring, summer, and fall, um, I sleep from, like, 8 p.m. till 3.30 in the morning. Like, I'm usually up 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. The winter, um, I've noticed you know, historically, and it's starting now, you know, I'll sleep for nine hours. So like literally from, you know, I'll go to bed, I'll, i go to bed later too. Um, like last night, I slept from 10 to seven, I think, which is super, super, you know, that's almost four hours past when I wake up in the in the summer. But I, I slept in a little bit today. And it was funny, I went to go let's so the first thing I do, I get up, I pop my contacts in and I head down to the chicken coop to let them out and uh we've got this run is what it's called and it's just this big fenced in it's got a roof um it's just this big area it's protected you know with a bunch of giant rocks and fencing and tarps and stuff like that to keep predators out there's uh i've got a couple motion sensors outside and alarms um cameras <laughs> i mean having chickens man is no joke like these things get you know we we started with seven we've only lost one uh and it's been about eight months which is crazy that's not usual um that's not normal um but we've only lost one poor thing um that we were on vacation we're at a wedding in long island actually when that happened but anyways they had broken out of their coop, which their coop is inside of their run. It's what they sleep in. And they had pecked the door down, and like four of them were standing at the door looking at me when I, when I pulled up this morning with their food and their water. Like, dude, you slept in, so we broke out. So anyways, uh, grabbed the eggs out of there, came inside. Um, I sat down. I like to have two liters of water, so I pounded about two liters of water. I sat in front of my infrared light. So I got my infrared light really close to my face, um, my chest, my back. And then I sit with it in front of my junk, just naked. So I sit right in front of that TMI, right? Infrared light uh, every morning naked. And then uh, I just listen to, um, I'm listening to Apologia, you know, Jeff Durbin's sermons. Uh, I listen to the Advent. Uh, So today was what, day three day four day day four day three today was day three so i listened to day three of the advent uh, which advent essentially means you know the coming of you know christ so it's the the christmas story is much more than just the baby was born it goes all the way back to genesis and and genesis three actually um as we start to hear you know your, your child will crush the head of the serpent and bruise his heel. That's, you know, that's the story of Jesus overcoming Satan and the devil and death, right? So um, I listened to that while sitting in front of my infrared light. I just had a cup of oats with a couple pieces of fruit and I'm going to go hit the gym. Uh, after I hit the gym, I'm going to come back here. I'm going to go in my cold plunge, which it's a freezing 37 degrees this morning, which is about as cold as you can get it. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a cold one, which I don't look forward to doing that any day at all, ever. But you do it anyways, and that'll be the morning routine. You know, I try not to rush my mornings at all anymore. Um, man, I just I wish that you guys could all find a way to put yourself in a position where you don't have to rush around, like I've. I was thinking about this yesterday. I do very little rushing and hurrying. When I am in situations now where I need to rush and hurry, I get very uncomfortable. I've noticed. I I experience... um, very high levels of acute anxiety when that happens, and it's I've started to notice this because I'm not used to being rushed anymore. I very much live um, on my own schedule, and that's what happens when you're an entrepreneur. Now you don't get to just go into being like I'm not at all saying that being an entrepreneur is just a worry-free, carefree life. There's always a trade-off. You know, if you have to, the more freedom you have, the more risk there is. Always, just remember that. So if you can deal with taking on massive amounts of risk, um, you get to enjoy massive amounts of freedom. I just I, I wish that for everybody that you would put yourself in a position at some point. Um, it might not be able to be tomorrow, next week or even a year from now, but I, I would I would pray for you that you would start to work towards a life where you are truly in charge. You know, and it's you know we look at it from the societal picture of, you know, where think about it, little kids. And I'm so happy my, my my dear children, Ada, being our first one, she's coming in, God willing, in March, healthy. And um, she'll never have that being forced awake in the morning and shuffled out into the cold to go sit on a bus and go into school with a bunch of fluorescent lights and some idiot teacher, you know, who spent four years at college you know it's just i'm not saying all teachers are idiots but most of them are um you know my child will never have that experience but that's how we most of us i would imagine listening to this and myself included were raised it was like you wake up you gotta rush you gotta get ready for school you gotta cram breakfast down your throat which is usually just sugar and then you're shuffled off onto a bus and then shuffling into school and then you got to rush from this class to this class. I can remember the bells between classes. It was like you only had like, what, 90 seconds to get to your locker and get your switch out books. And then you had to, you know, people are rushing to their next class. So they're not, it's like they've pro and then you got to, you graduate, and then you go to college and you're rushing around all over college. And then you're rushing to your job and it's just a miserable existence. It's not how we were meant to live, you know, but it makes for a nice base of productive tax paying drones. It does. And I would just hope and pray that some of you listening are able to break out of, you know, like Tate says, the matrix, break out of the matrix, man, because there's so much more. Most of you listening to me, and I'm not assuming everybody's life experiences, but most of you listening to me have experienced very little. Comparatively speaking, you might have experienced more than most, but most of you have experienced so very little. And I don't I'm not saying I've experienced the world. I'm so far from it. It's one of my main goals. I mean, you think about it. What how many people, how many billions of people do they say live on this planet now? What is it now? Six billion. You know, when we talk about percentages, you know how many people you know percentage wise? It's probably point zero 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 one percent. How many people have you met? Like total, maybe subtract one zero from that. You know, move the one closer to the left, one space. You know, but we're talking about a fraction of a percent of the people in the world you've ever... How many places have you been? How many countries? How many just states in the U.S.? You know how many people have never even left the U.S.? How many people have never left their city? It's crazy. And it's like there's so much... I guess the point of today is this. It's so easy for us, myself included, I had to break myself of this yesterday to get caught up in the day today, the day today, the day today, day to day is the day to day, day to day. The hustle, the bustle, the grind, the shopping, the bills, the taxes, the oil changes, the work. It's like There is a whole world out there that is larger than you could possibly begin to comprehend. And you've seen and experienced less than a half of a quarter of an eighth of a fraction of an an inch of it. And life can truly be whatever you want it to be. Um life can truly be whatever you want it to be. You know, I have this idyllic picture of my life in the next five to ten years in my mind and it's going to happen and it's going to happen because I know that if I keep doing the right things and if I keep building and creating and serving people and giving back, and staying close to God. And it's not that we stay close to God to get the things that we want. That's not what I'm saying. I just know that what you put in is what you get out. Usually. So I know I have this picture of my life in my head. Do you have a picture of what your life is going to look like in the next five to ten years? Or are you just going to be on autopilot paying bills until you die? Excuse me. Seriously, are you just going to be paying bills until you die, just on autopilot? Just oh, here is no go. Get up and go to work. i to go put the do. Go pay the bills. Go keep the Verizon. It's like I truly want to be my. You know what? One of my biggest goals is this is this is in the top five, surprisingly, and it's something so very small but so huge at the same time. My biggest goal in the next five to ten years is to not have a cell phone. That's my biggest goal. Top top 5 biggest goal. You know, spiritual and, you know, family things aside. You know, I have this picture in my I know where where I want to live. I know what it looks like. I know what I'm doing. You know, I want to be around land and animals. I want to farm. I want to be out away from the world and the system. I want to have self you know, I want to have built businesses, which we've got two of them very well built now at this point that just run themselves. I want to have five to seven different businesses and I want to just not have a phone. You know, I want to have a little uh, like a little Nokia brick for emergencies and like four people will have access to that cell phone number. And then I will just I just won't have a phone anymore. That's my goal. You know, my wife, Geneva, we're already talking to be the social media liaison. And I'll still do pub, you know, podcasts and videos and YouTube and all this other stuff, but I, I have this picture of it. I know what it looks like, I know what it smells like, I know what it tastes like, I know what it feels like. Where are you gonna be in the next five to ten years? And like I was saying before, I just want to encourage all of you that there is, there's just material. There's raw material all around you. Like if I'm a potter, there's clay everywhere. The whole world is clay. It just takes some work. It's like what did uh Michelangelo say when um he carved was it my, David? You know that beautiful sculpture. Somebody asked, I don't know the exact quote, but you know, he said that David was in that block of marble. I was like, how did you turn that block of marble into this beautiful sculpture? And He said, well, David was in there the whole time. I just had to set him free. That's life. That's life. Everything that you want, is all, it's all around you. You just got to put in the work. You got to be. You got to stay patient through what I would even go as far to say is a creative process. You've got to be patient throughout the creative process, and just work and just chip. You know, chipping away. You know that expression, marble, chipping away at that marble day after day after day, and you might chip away for a year and not see anything that even resembl- resembles your David, quote unquote two years three years five years ten years it's like the Sistine Chapel you know laying on your back painting a roof I don't know how long that took but I imagine it wasn't a week (laughs) it wasn't a year probably it was probably I wonder how many years it took him to paint that so that's your life you know that that's your life you know, I was talking about this with an episode with you guys a couple of weeks ago. So, like, like, like there is money everywhere, everywhere. They're printing more by the day. There is no shortage of money. You just have to find a way to solve enough people's problems. That's all it is. Go find a problem and solve it, and money will flow to you in ways, shapes, and forms that you never even imagined, like everything that you want. It's all around you. It's all around you. I'm watching these two little squirrels. Look at this little tiny squirrel is going after this big gray squirrel, it's hilarious. These things terrorize my feeders every morning. Some of you listening, like, dude, buy the RV and disconnect and just go. Why not? Why do you need a house? You don't need a house. Some of you young men listening to me, like, dude, quit your job and just go dip. Go figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Go live on a beach somewhere. You know? (laughs) You can live on some beaches nearly for free. You know, like, go do something. You know, go get some experiences. You know, people think... You know, it's so funny. I do staffing, and it's just like job experience. You know how gay that is. <laughs> it's so gay. It's just so lame. You know what I mean? Job experience. I've got on the job experience. I tell you what. You know what? My I stood behind the counter at a at a bank for eight hours a day, and that makes me qual like what kind of a miserable. Just, I don't know, man. I guess this was more of a stream of consciousness than it was that he got a teachable lesson. I don't know. Maybe there were lessons in here this morning. But I really just want to encourage you that to, to start to break the mold. We need more people that are going to break the mold. There's such a beautiful life out there for us to live, for you to live. But it's going to take risk, and it's going to be really, really scary. And people are going to call you crazy. You know what I mean? People think I'm nuts. People think I'm literally. I'm like a people. I'm like a caricature to some people. It's so funny, and that's fine. You you know. I was talking with my wife the other day. I have very few friends. Very, very few close friends. I don't I have a very small circle now and I've never been happier. I've never been happier than what I am right now. I'm at I'm the happiest right now in my life that I've ever been. And it's only going to get better. What you want and the beautiful thing is is that whatever you're picturing in your head of the life that you want right now as you start to work through it towards it it's going to change. That's cool, right? Like I I would love to get inside of you know, Michelangelo's mind and see if I'm hoping that's who made the statue of David. I'm I'm just gonna stick with it. <laughs> I would love to see inside of his mind and see if it came out exactly as he pictured it. Or did he make adjustments along the way? It'd be super interesting. Cause I, I noticed with life, you know, when you're dealing with marble, it just is. Life is Malleable isn't the word. It's almost ever-changing. Everything around you is ever-changing. You know, it's fluid. It's... I can't think of the word. Dynamic. You understand what I mean, hopefully. It's more like trying to control water than it is marble, I guess. Flowing water. You know, you're looking at a river. That river is not the same river one this second that it was, the last second down if you're looking straight down. You know, that's like life. So what's funny is that as you start to work towards goals and life starts to, because life, not only do we shape life, but life shapes us, right? Experiences shape us. So the things that we want evolve and they get better. But sometimes better and evolution brings about simplicity. The things that we wanted originally, actually, there's a reduction that happens. There's a reducing. And we end up with a simpler but more beautiful product than what we imagined at the outset. Pretty fascinating stuff. All right. I love you guys. <laughs> been philosophically ranting now for 19 minutes, so I will let you go. I love you guys. Let me know if you need anything from me. And as always, if you got anything out of this, patron.podbean.com slash obsidianachievement. Um, P-A-T-R-O-N.podbean.com slash achievement. Um, I don't need the money. It's just um, I'm going to go 50-50 with you guys on some recording equipment, studios, and guests. If you know what I'm saying? Um, so, if you feel it in your heart to donate, uh, I would really appreciate that. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great Saturday, great Sunday, great weekend. Bye bye.